We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. God wants to use you. That's a fact. God wants to use you to bring transformation and bring a change. That's what this is all about. God, God cannot walk the face of the earth again. He has you. He has you. He has you. And that's a fact. You know, this body, it's a privilege to have this body. It's a privilege. God does not need to come down from heaven when you have this earthly suit called the body to get anything done. You know, now when you are, when you are um, NASA, is it NASA they call them? It's NASA. When you are going to space, when you are going to other planets, going to Mars, going to the moon, they create a, a suit for you to have on. And that's why we placed a man in the moon and I said, um, one great, one step for man, and one giant step for mankind, right? Is it? One giant step for man. One step for man. One giant, one giant leap for mankind. Yeah. One step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Okay, remember that. that I, we were only able to do that because of the suit he was wearing. That's why I was able to do that. Because this suit we have on right now will not function in space. Neither, will it, neither can it function in Mars. And so we are on planet Earth and God gave us this suit. And so it's an awesome privilege when we have this suit on. Because we can do the will of the Father. So God needs you to, God needs you to bring transformation. And I want you to look at yourself beyond your challenges and your problems. Problems here today will be gone tomorrow. But your purpose and your passion for is for life. But the man God uses must learn to give up, must learn to sacrifice, make sacrifices. And the very thing is to, is the first is to surrender. The man God uses surrender. And say, you know what, here am I, use me. The man God uses must surrender sin. The man God uses must surrender self. And today I want to add a few, couple of more, a couple of things that um, the man, the man God uses must surrender. And the third one is the man God uses must surrender schedule. You must surrender your schedule. You have to surrender your schedule. You cannot hold on to your schedule and hold on to your mission at the same time. One will suffer. This mission should you choose to accept it. You can't hold on to your schedule and hold on to your mission at the same time. One will suffer. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. NIV says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So you must surrender your schedule for prayers. You must make time out to pray. I know you are very busy. I know life can be busy. I know that your prime minister needs you. 
We know the Home Secretary needs you. We know without you, Brexit can never be complete. We know. We know your, count, your, your, your council needs you. But you must make time for prayers. You must surrender your schedule for prayers. It says be devoted. It says continue earnestly. 24 hours of the day. How many minutes do you pray for? The one God needs must surrender his schedule for prayers. How many minutes do you pray? How many? Do you just get up and go? Do you just, do you just jump out of bed and get going? But do you even know how to pray? Have you learned how to pray? You know, the Bible says that the disciples of John, uh, of, uh, John came to Jesus and said, uh, Master, teach us to pray. How is your prayer life? Do you have a prayer life? Oh, Lord, use me. Hey, do you have a prayer life? Do you know how God speaks to you? Is your prayer life good? Is it bad? Or is it non-existent? The man God uses most to surrender his schedule. You must. There's no way you can be prayerful and talk the way you talk at times. There's no way you can be prayerful and go to the places you go to. And you can't claim to be prayerful and be thinking the way you are thinking. The one God uses must learn to surrender his schedule. Must surrender your schedule. He said, devote yourselves to prayers. What are you devoted to? Netflix? Socials? Don't get me wrong, I like outing. In fact, we went out, went out yesterday. Some couples joined Pastor Bola and I went for bowling. It was nice. I was very good. No, I was good. Pastor Bola was... The annoying thing about that bowling was that we just paid for two pairs of glasses. And then when she started rolling her balls and they were going to the gutter, I started wondering, is this a good investment? I mean, so I asked her when she, when she well, did the first bowl, I said, ah. I said, but I thought you said these glasses were... <laughs> Ah, I had to show some video. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, but I am not devoted to playing, even though I enjoy having fun. What are you devoted to? Are you devoted to raising children? Now that, now that that is your new career? What are you devoted to? Are you devoted to your career? The one that is here today and gone tomorrow. 
the one God uses must be devoted to prayers. Must put it in. I had plans, you know. Had some hot plans. I wanted to make a lot of money for the gospel. Ish. And I had a good career going on. I was making a lot of money. Too much money I could spend. The church started 2003, um, March. And I thought, well, you know what? I need, to, I need to ramp up my skills so I can go for the kill. Making these six figures is not enough. I was dreaming about having a seven-figure income. So I said, I need to go back to uni and uh, do a master's program. And I come back and just kill it. I help a few people here and there, but keep majority of it, you know. But at some point around when the admission came through, I had to ask myself, this church is young. Can I really care after God's people and still do a master's program around this time? This is a young church. And I had to sacrifice my schedule. Today, I am grateful to God that I did. So I put a master's program aside. And I said, let me spend my time praying. Lord, okay, I'm not going to make all that money as I planned, but I can pray for God's people. As this church is growing, I can pray that, Lord, you will empower them financially. You will bless them. All the money I could have made, you can make this. Let them make the money. That's why today I'm telling you, Man, if you hang around in this church, you can, money can never be your problem. Money is not possible. It's not possible for money to be your problem. How? I always say jokingly that when you are broke, you don't, you go to, you don't pray when you are broke. You go and see your pastor. Yeah. The anointing to prosper financially is in this house. You stay, you get comfortable, you follow my teachings, you do as I do, you can never have money problems. It's not possible. Even if you are broke, God will prosper you. Even if you don't want to be rich, it's too late for you. (laughs) Amen. Ask me why. Because sacrifice was made. Sacrifice was made. I gave up something so I can place a demand on God's anointing for marketplace prosperity. Do you understand? The man God uses must sacrifice something. You must sacrifice your schedule. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. I love that scripture again. It says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant. Being vigilant. It means to be watchful. You must be vigilant. Submit your schedule and be vigilant. Are you vigilant? Do you know what God is telling you right now? What is the state of your spirit man? 
Is it fragmented? For so many people, their spirit man is fragmented. There's so much noise. They can't hear the voice of God. It's not that God is not speaking, but they just can't hear. And then, but the Bible says here in verse 8, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, be sober. This doesn't mean that they are drunk. It says, don't have a noisy spirit. Be calm spiritually. To be vigilant, be sensitive, be aware, be conscious. Don't just show up. He says, what? Can we read that together? One, two, go. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Exactly. He said, be sober, be sensitive. Be vigilant. It says, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a seeking whom to devour. I love the way one writer puts it. He said, the idea of facing a roaring lion is an ominous situation for any party involved. But the lion are yourself. So in the natural world, the lion is portrayed as powerful, predatory, and deadly. These characteristics can also be applied to Peter's use of the roaring lion as symbolic of the devil, Christianity's main protagonist. Hey, be sober, be vigilant. For some people, they just, just talk too much. By the time God is speaking, their spirit man cannot receive any message. So they walk around blind spiritually. They have no clue. They have no clue. Some, even that are sensitive, there are so many voices. There are so many voices in their spirit. They have too many pastors. How many pastors have you got? I mean, how many pastors do you need to pastor just one life? Well, you're not a cat. I'm telling you, there's too many, too many. There are fragmented spirits. He says, my sheep hear our voices. My voice. How many voices do you hear? One life. How many apostles are speaking to that one life? How many bishops? How many prophets? How many? I have only one voice in my spirit. 30 years, one voice. You know why I have, I am not smart enough to manage multiple voices. I can't even manage myself. I can't. I have only one voice. So I'm not confused. So I can tell when God is speaking to me. How come you have a 20? You have a community pastor. You have your area pastor. You have a city pastor. Then you have a international pastor, then you have a pastor in the southeast, oh, there's a TV pastor, hey, Facebook pastor. <laughs> Why come you are so confused that you need so many pastors to sort you out? First Samuel chapter 3. 
verse 4. That the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli. That is the registered voice in his spirit. Here I am for you called me. He said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Bible says, then the Lord called yet again Samuel. And he ran. One voice. One voice. Have one voice. So you can hear when God is speaking to you. Have one voice. So you can, so that God can unveil his purpose for you. Because he needs you right now. He needs you. So he said, be vigilant. Are you vigilant enough to know when God is calling you for a higher purpose? Are you? The one God uses must submit his schedule. Because it is in the place of prayers that God unveils his purpose. But how can you know the will of God or the purpose of God when you don't even have the time to pray? Or when you've not made the time to pray? How will that work? Submit your schedule. Every other thing can wait. You know, sometimes say, well, you know, ah, you know, my career, I need to submit this report. It's very good to submit the report. But then you go and leave. I wonder why the company doesn't collapse. I wonder. Did they do head count and let you go? I wonder why they still go on for the next 25 years without you. Even your children. My kids, my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids. Hey, when they turn 20, we'll ask you again. Submit your schedule. Praise the Lord. Are you vigilant enough? This ministry needs you. What part of this ministry will you take and amplify and extend based on your grace? What part? What part of this house as it is now? What part of our uh, plethora of messages can you internalize, amplify, and take to the next level because of your grace? Even your house needs you. Some of you have been here for five years, seven years, ten years. It's gateway ministries. What part of the ministry can you, will you take, amplify, and maybe take to another location? But the one God uses must learn to submit his schedule. If you are not willing to submit your schedule, God cannot use you. Lastly, the one God uses must sacrifice seed. Mm. Must sacrifice seed. 
want to sacrifice sin, self, schedule, seed. Psalm 126. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. The one God uses must learn to sacrifice seed. You can't run away from it. Sacrifice the seed of time, the seed of talent, and the seed of treasure. Oh, Lord, use me. Or sacrifice seed. The seed of time, the seed of talent, and the seed of what? Treasure. You just cannot earn so much and give so little and expect to be used of God. can't do that. You can't. You cannot end so much and give so little. So let's look at your time. God has given you time. How do you spend your day with only your friends and family? Who are you supporting? Who are you looking out for? Who do you live for? You must sacrifice seed, the seed of time. How about your talent? How about your talent? How about your talent? Your career, your business, the works of your hands, is it just for your personal consumption? Bring out your mobile phone and look at your 400 or 4,000 entries, phone calls that you've made this month. How many of them were spent, that airtime spent in supporting someone in need? just by way of encouragement and prayers. But for the average person, 75 of that call goes to friends, families, organizing more friends and more family time, more party time, more fun time. How many? How much of that time goes to third parties? How, how much? You can't consume 90% of your earnings, that is, even if you are a tithe payer. Now, is it the one that she's arguing whether we should give or not give that you say God should use? I mean, the bloke who is arguing, give a, give a pound out of 10. Seriously? I mean, it's come down to that. We are arguing whether we should give a pound out of 10. Oh, all of a sudden, you are a theologist. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Mate, it's one pound, man. We're having this conversation because one pound out of 10? Cut me some slack here. The one God uses for sacrifice seed. You can't spend, you can't just look at your budget and then... 90% of that is consumed by you, your friends, and your family. 90%. 
There is no third party feeding out of your time, your talent, and your treasure. No third party without beneficial gain, without benefits. No third party. That's not how it works. The one God uses on sacrifice seed. You can argue all you like about tithe. And, okay, forget tithe. And this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. When last did you call your church or any church? I want to see your invoice for heating. Because I don't like this tithe thing. I would like to underwrite half of it. If you see the bill, you probably pay tithe. Let me use your church for example. They give us a 7,000 pounds bill for electricity for one quarter. I almost passed out. Please help me pay one of that, you know, and I forget the tithe. You know this tithe thing? I don't believe in it. Come, let us sit down. Let me give you the invoice. <laughs> but no, you won't ask for that invoice, will you? You won't ask what the water rate is. You won't. You won't ask what the heating cost is, will you? So that means that the issue, the question in hand is not about money. It's about a stingy soul. So who is fooling who? But the one God uses was lentil seed. Rise your feet and let us pray. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.